Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, episode nine. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, I've got Dana and I've got Tasha, and guys, we are buzzing. We have round one of the NRLW season in the books. Uh, It was, well, it it was more than we could expect. It was some unbelievable football played. Um, Tash, congratulations on, again, another successful week of your commentary that was outstanding but uh yeah take us a little bit behind the scenes how are you feeling how did it go and uh, again another a great weekend of football Dan, it's like we've waited so long everybody was so pumped you know they were nervous they were anticipating just such a great day and you know to be at newcastle to, to have that third game with the crowd, absolutely outstanding. It was I was so excited and I'm sure everybody there enjoyed their day. It was great for women's footy. Yeah, and Dana, let, let's jump straight into our listener question because they want to know our opinion on round one. Uh, what was the best moment, best tackle for you from, or tackle or try from round one? Yeah, a lot to choose from here, but uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so I sat down at home and I watched every game on my couch, made notes the whole way through, um, but I can't go past uh, during the Dragons and Titans game. It was uh, actually a clean offload from Elsie Albert to Quincy Dodd, which just was the final nail in the coffin uh, on the Dragons over the Titans, which was a very close game kind of leading up to that point. But, you know, that just that try was so clean straight in between the posts and it was just the solidified that win and, you know, Quincy's one of my faves, so it was great to see her get a try. Yeah, especially after, you know, for, for our listeners who haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that episode, we uh, did a great interview with Quincy just recently, so please jump in, download that. Quincy, um, an incredible athlete, but an even better person, so jump in and listen to that episode. Look, for me, where else am I going to go but my mighty Newcastle Knights? And I think what was exciting about the game is sort of learning more about, you know, players' stories and, and, and sort of really, you know, digging into that roster. And Phoebe Desmond, uh, a bit of a local hero here from the Hunter Valley Singleton, uh, God's country. Um, she was outstanding off the bench, and you could just see um, in offense, you know, the the defense really didn't have too many answers for her. So her trial, her try was um, was absolutely sensational. Broke the hundred meters uh, as well in terms of runs, and uh, you know, got to work in defense as well with twenty two tackles. So Phoebe, outstanding work in round one, and made a lot of local people very very proud. Of you, all right, Tash. This is there's got to be a difficult one for you. I'm sure you had pages of notes of players that stood out to you, but um, yeah, if you had to pick out one, Dan, you know I love going into the sheds with a draw. With, you know I love that, and so um, I'm I'm choosing the Tiana Penitani try that took um, the power and the Knights to be six all going into the sheds. It was just. Um, a ton takes it from dummy half, passes it to Studden. Bovetti Welsh, who splits two or three de- defenders, dummies, holds up the ball for a perfectly timed pass by Tiana Penitani over four points on the left-hand side. Can't go past it. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, All Ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? Australian Player of the Year. She's over. Isabel Kelly. If I can influence people positively, then 
Yeah, and Tasha and Dana, one of the things we love about this show is the ability to, I guess, you know, share stories of some of our, our current uh, stars within rugby league. But the other thing that excites us is looking ahead to the future and having a look at some of our future stars within the game. And uh, our next guest, very special guest to the show, has a bit of a famous last name as well, but is an outstanding player in her own right. Welcome to the show, Jessie Southwell. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show, Jessie. Let's jump straight into a little bit of your background because, um, yeah, rugby league family royalty at the moment, um, you know, given your your, your family's uh, success in rugby league. But, yeah, take us back to, I guess, your childhood growing up, some of your early sporting memories and maybe some backyard battles there with your sister and Hannah. Um, yeah, so I grew up playing footy um, just like Hannah. Um, I didn't start off with ballet like she did. I was just chucked straight into footy. Um, ever since I was five years old, I've always loved it. Always loved playing with the boys. Um, yeah, I just enjoyed it. I love playing footy. I, I love the contact. I love getting dirty. Um, I love all of it. I love the after game, you know, a little soft drink. It was my favourite part. So, yeah, I've always loved footy. <laughs> yeah, and what, what, what's your first memory? So, um, you know, what age did you, did you first start playing? Um, so I was five years old when I first started. Um, started playing with the Katara Bears, my local club, because we lived in Adamstown. Um, and my first probably memory would be um, winning um, winning our first game and then getting a, um, a nice little soft drink and then some lollies after the game. <laughs> I, uh, I remember, you know, obviously junior football, it's a little bit positionless, you know, you just get the best footballers, the, the ball, which I'm sure, Jesse, you were one of them. But, uh, yeah, do, do you remember sort of the positions you were trying to play back then or it was a little bit of just uh, grab the ball and run? Um, I think it was always just grab the ball and run. Um, I kind of just, we all, all the boys just were like, um, take the ball and run. Um, we, we always loved tackling. We weren't the greatest club um, back then, so we, we were always just um, tackle as much as you could, run as hard as you could, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, Jesse, we talk about, um, you know, junior football and, and um, quite often some of our um, established players talk about playing when they're really young and they were the only girl in the team. So what was the sort of ratio in those early days uh, in your club footy? Um, I think I was the only girl in my club, yeah. the whole club, um, for a long time, ever since oh, when, when I was um, maybe under sixes till maybe under tens, I was the only girl um, in the whole entire club. Um, didn't really affect me that much. I, I kind of like liked it. I liked being the only one there and um, liked being the only one playing. So that was pretty cool. Were there any um, little junior representative teams that you you became a part of? Um, not back then. I wasn't a very good player back then. Um, <laughs> a, bit, a bit the same now, but um, no, I wasn't. Uh, there weren't many rep opportunities, especially for girls um, back then. It was just like kind of play with the club as much as you can, and and that was about it. Okay, Jesse. Well, it seems like these are your younger years. Um, when I talk about 2020, which to me was just a blink ago, but um, it was just a few days shy of your 15th birthday and you became the first female. Can you talk us through what that was? Um, is this the night signing? 
Yes, it is. Yes. Um, it seems like so long ago now. Um, yeah, that was was pretty um, out of the blue. I didn't really, I hadn't, I'd just been training with the Knights Sasha Gale side and um, our coach back then, um, I think it was Casey Brumelow, he's the NRLW coach now. Um, he asked dad for a meeting um, and I, I was actually re- really worried. I was like, oh, have I done something wrong? Am I not allowed to train anymore? Um, and he just said, look, we'd like to sign you. And and I, I didn't know these things happen with the girls. So I was just like, oh, wow, okay, thank you. That's so cool. Well, you're actually right, Jesse. This thing doesn't happen with the girls. You were actually the very first female ever signed with Newcastle Knights. So what did that contract entail? What did it, did it assist you? Did it trade, um, pay for insurance or how did that help you along? Um, so I think they gave me um, some money um, towards school and towards physiotherapy and, and things like that. Um, they said they uh, they were actually so nice about it. They said that they want to help me with anything and everything um, that they can. Um, so things like physiotherapy, things like tutoring for school, um, they were just uh, all open to, to helping me and, and helping the girls' game grow. They had uh, nine news there. Um, it, was on the, it was on the local news and they just seemed so um, ready to help out the girls and, and help out it, grow the game. Yeah, Jess, like you mentioned that they were help, happy to help out, especially with school and, and that kind of thing. And do you feel like you were ever um, like behind or ever playing rugby, being signed to the Knights, that ever affects your high school experience? Um, not really. <laughs> I wasn't, school kind of wasn't, wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, so I wasn't there super often. I was, I kind of wanted to be anywhere else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that it didn't. It didn't really. Not back then. <laughs> no, that's, that's good here. And Jesse, obviously, um, you know where where you've got to, and we're gonna we're gonna dig into it more because Tasha's right. You know what what you've been able to do so far. It's pretty historic, and it's certainly paving the way for a lot of younger people. But you just said it yourself. You know, when you first started, you weren't necessarily the best player. You struggled a little bit. So how do you get better at rugby league, or, or how did you get better at rugby league? What did you? How did you go about sort of learning the game and, and slowly improving through those early years? Um, just training as hard as you can, just watching as much footy as you can. Um, I love watching the men play. I love watching other codes, other sports, just watching as much footy as, as much, um, sport as you can to learn that, um, kind of competitive spirit. Um, just watch as much as you can and, and train as hard as you can. Always try and, um, get the, the, the next step ahead of, of your opponents and, um, just try and just try your hardest. That's really all I would say. To, if I was speaking to my younger self, I would just say just try your hardest and make sure you enjoy it because it, it, it can be taken away so quickly. So just enjoy it as, as much as you can and that's when you have the most fun. Yeah, Jess, look, you, you can hear the passion in your voice and you, you talk about the Knights and how they just wanted to help you so, so much. They were so supportive of, um, you know, uh, women in, in rugby league. So just how is it now? to see that extra pathway where the Knights are now part of the NRL. How, how does that make you feel? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, it, it's 
I, I didn't think they would get a team in this first season. Um, and then we found out that they were. Um, and I was so happy. Uh, they first had Blake Green as their coach. And I thought, wow, like to get someone like him with, with his stature coaching the girls, like that's amazing. And then to then get Casey, I know how good of a coach he is. Like he coached our Tash Gale side and I couldn't have asked for a better coach. Like to, to see what the Knights are doing um, for the girls' game, just uh, it shows that they really do care. Like, and it's amazing to see that they care for the girls and they care for the future of the girls' game. So it's just amazing. That's exactly the feeling I got when I got the chance um, to go to the girls' training and, and talk to to Casey and just all the support staff. I mean, they've got um, Kaylin Ponga's dad, Andre, there um, helping them out in all things and at all levels. So you really got this great family vibe um, and certainly a lot of support in that night system. But tell me this, Jess, there's a certain centre of excellence have you uh, are you privy to any of the details on that? I, I didn't get a chance to see it, but tell me about what you know. Um, so from what I've heard, it, it's um, based off the Manchester United Centre of Excellence um, over in England, I think it is, um, and I've had a couple chances to look at it and it is amazing. Like it's next level. They To see what they've done for the girls, they have a specific girls' change room and a specific boys' change room and they're exactly the same. Like that's that's a big deal. It might not seem like a big deal to other people, but to see that they've had the exact same change room for the girls and the boys is is like that's amazing. That's all we want as girls playing to be treated the same. Jess, you're talking to a, a woman that retired at the end of 2000. So <laughs> to have a, a you know a centre and change rooms dedicated just to the women's game and with all the bells and whistles then, no, that is no small thing. That is is one of the, the greatest things. Yeah, definitely. And, Jesse, I, I guess that was going to be one of my questions is that, you know, a lot of us play sport for the fun of it, you know, for the social side of it. You know, we love the sport. But for very few, uh, you know, for very few people in the world, there's that moment where you, where you think to yourself, you know what, I, I think – I think there's a chance that I could do this professionally and, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about, you know, where the women's game's headed and what that kind of looks like. But, yeah, that was my question to you, Jess. At at what point did you think, you know what, this is something that I really would like to do uh, professionally? Um, I don't know if there's there's been a point. I I, I don't know. I I just love playing footy. I always have and I I think I always will. I hope I always will. Um, I don't really see it as something that you can do like if you get to do that professionally full-time like that that's pretty cool like that's full-time footy all the time like that's pretty amazing well I think I I think that could potentially be in your I know we've spoken to a lot of players and you know they may be at the very end of their careers and the question as to whether the league will move to that professional full-time annual contracts you know there's a lot of questions about you know how quickly we can get there but you know, just probably one of the advantages of your age and your generation coming through is that, you know, that, that certainly should be something that um, is on the table for your generation of rugby league superstars. Jess, I've got a question for you without warning here. Just I watched you play um, round three against the Bunnies and, my friend, you, you 
you tore it up. You were absolutely, you were um, in the program as a lock and number 13, uh, but clearly you were playing in the number seven position. So where do you see your future um, position-wise? Um, definitely not a lock. <laughs> I think that one's, that one's all sewn up, I think, for the next couple of years, um, yes. hopefully. <laughs> um, uh, but I love playing in the halves. I, I always have ever since I've started playing with the girls. I started as a second rower with the boys. Um, but, yeah, ever since playing with the girls, I've loved playing as a half and I, I think that's where I would love to play for the rest of my career, however long that may be. Um, I, I just love playing the halves. So, yeah, probably as a half. Okay, well, that's probably a good thing because just to our listeners, you're hoping that the um, number 13 position sewn up in the future. You're obviously referring to big sister Hannah uh, wearing the number 13. Do you ever see a time where um, you and Hannah can play side by side, perhaps the 7 and the 13? Um, I'd love to. Um, that would make me so happy uh, just to play with Hannah. We've never played. Actually, we played one game together back when um, there was nines competitions um, in Nui. Uh, for the girls and I was out in the wing so I was really scared and, and Hannah was doing all the hard yards for us in the middle. So that was pretty fun. So I would love to play with Hannah, um, hopefully in the near future if I get a bit bigger. Um, but, yeah, that would be amazing. I think something that uh, anyone that knows anything about NRLW is Hannah is such a household name these days. Um, now, she is your older sister and I'm I'm a younger sibling as well, so there's always been that competitive nature with me and my sister. So do you guys have that competitiveness or is it kind of um, like you guys get along really well so it'd be better to play on the same team rather than opposing? Um, we're pretty competitive. I think she would say that I'm the more competitive one. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we would be on the same team I don't think we could ever play against each other just because she would do something ridiculously stupid and like try and knock me my head off or something so I don't think that would ever happen but yeah I think we would probably be playing together just because that would be the safest option (laughs) well just just until that um that day eventuates and I'm pretty sure one day it's certainly not too in the not too far distant future it will eventuate but just back to here and now um you're you played round three against the bunnies and then you were coming up against the Steelers now looking at the ladder and looking over the past few years the Steelers have always been quite strong they're three for three you're three for three and the Roosters are four from four only because they've played an extra game. So which team are you most looking forward to or least looking forward to playing? Um, I'm kind of looking forward to playing everyone. I think that this year it's this touch this comp um this year is completely different to other years. Um that all those girls that played um the past few years have all moved on. Um and I think it's just a completely different kind of comp and I think it'll be really, really tough whoever we play, um, where, wherever we may, may be playing. I think it all the teams will be really, really tough and I'm most looking forward to playing the Roosters, I think, um, just because that's where Hannah is and I would love to, you know, beat Hannah's club. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. That's so good. Uh, and, and just, you know, thinking about your own game, you're obviously, you know, sort of at that a, still at that junior level and still developing as a player. But if you had to pick sort of, you know, 
one strength, you know, what, what, what do you feel like is the best part of your game at the moment? And then maybe something that you're sort of looking forward to sort of improving upon this season. Um, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot to improve on. Well, Jess, let's start with let's start the things you do well because we're looking at some of these scorecards in the in the Tasha Gale Cup and uh, yeah, there's quite a few things you're doing quite well at the moment and uh, we can always throw to Tasha for her two cents as well. But uh, no, look, you know, um, t- talk to us about your game at the moment because you're certainly um, you know you're sort you're certainly delivering a bit of a presence there in the middle. Um, yeah, this I've got no idea actually. <laughs> um, I think maybe maybe passing at the moment, just in the girls' game, um, there isn't kind of that you, you see in the boys' game, um, that high level of passing and um, those long passes and being able to throw short and not look where you're passing. I, I think that, that that's a big thing. Um, and I, I think that hopefully as a team we can improve on that and hopefully um, as an individual I can improve on that, but yeah, probably passing at the moment, and then um, there's there's so much to improve on. Always, you can see in the NRLW games today, there's always so much to improve on. But like far out after eight months off, for those girls to do what they did today, like such a high level, absolutely, absolutely incredible. And, and Tash, you know, Jess has been a bit hard on herself. She's talking about you know some of the areas she can improve upon. I'm going to throw the mic over to you because talk about some of the some of the, the physical skills that you're sort of seeing at the moment it, it's pretty remarkable. It's a, it is. It's a high standard gets better every single uh year Dan, but Jess, you are being very very humble. Um you're a goal kicker, you scored 7 from 10. You only missed the ones that were really out wide. Uh you played half back the way you organized the goal around the around the field was was great you scored a couple of tries and you you showed a generosity of spirit by putting the girls through the lines and or when you've made the break dishing off so yeah there's always somewhere to improve but i think you're surrounded by the correct staff and you're on the right path that's uh yeah that Ditto to to that. Uh, myself and Dana are nodding along here, and that's exactly what we're seeing there as well. Um, and Jess, you know, I, I guess one of the last things I just wanted to touch on quickly was a little bit of advice from yourself. So, you know, we have a lot of younger listeners and there's a lot of younger fans in the women's game at the moment. They're really looking up to players, you know, when it comes to different parts of the pathway, given where you're at at the moment in the Tasha Gale Cup and things like that. So, yeah, thinking about some of the, the eight, nine, ten-year-old girls that are sort of, you know, they're loving rugby league at the moment. What sort of advice would you give them as they sort of, you know, I guess continue to, to try and play rugby league and, yeah, hopefully one day go on to bigger and better things? Um, probably just play as much as you can. Play as much footy as you can. Watch as much footy as you can and get comfortable in the uncomfortable spots. Like get comfortable getting hit, get comfortable hitting someone, just get comfortable in all the uncomfortable spots because that is when you have the most fun. I, I'm grinning ear to ear. Absolutely love that. Uh, that. That is absolutely outstanding. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, uh, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, we again, we're still, uh, well, 
absolutely exhausted in the best possible way after watching round one of the NRLW competition. Um, some outstanding performances. And uh, Jess, as you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of these players, they've had a significant break uh, from that elite competition in rugby league. So to see the level of play now, you know, you just have to wonder, you know, what, 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 is, this gonna, what is this competition going to look like during the playoffs? And then we also have a second competition uh, in the back end of the year to look forward to as well. So, um, yeah, ab- outstanding. All right, guys, well, at the start of the show, we had a listener question which was asking about the best try from round one. Now it's about who was the most impressive player uh, in round one. Uh, Dana, going to head to you. I'm going to go with Tegan Berry. You know, the girl's 19 years old, and I swear she was everywhere on that field. She's got two tries under her belt as well. Uh, 67 run metres, two line breaks, two tackle breaks. And I just, yeah, I swear any time Tash spoke during and commentated that game, it was just Tegan Berry was coming out of your mouth and it's just, she's just everywhere and I can't wait to see where she goes with the rest of the year. Yeah, look, I, I'm going to jump in here now. Uh, you know, I really want to go with the Newcastle Knights again, but I'll try and be as neutral as possible. Uh, the Brisbane Broncos... Wow. I think on the last episode, I spoke that I'm going to stop tipping against them because they've made me look very, very foolish over the past couple of years. And uh, wow, didn't they deliver in round one? You know, they, you know, the way in which they play, they just, um, you know, they just look so smooth and they just sort of know that the player next to them is going to be there. They almost don't have to to look. It's all intuition. Uh, They've been playing together for several years now. And one particular player um, in the Brisbane Broncos was Millie Boyle. Um, outstanding. I, I thought the the middles for the for the Broncos were particularly impressive. They really dominated the middle uh, against the Roosters. But um, yeah, Millie was absolutely spectacular. Um, if you look at her performance, um, you know, limited in terms of her playing minutes, didn't play the full game. Uh, but you wouldn't know it judging by her stats. One try, an outstanding try, and two hundred and two running meters. So uh, again, Millie, she's out and out superstar. I think catch her on TV. She's been pretty impressive in the SAS series at the moment, the SAS series. Um, Tasha, what about yourself? Dan, I think um, all the fullbacks were absolutely outstanding in uh, round one today. But I'm going to choose one of them, and I'm going to go with Bo Vetti Welsh. I think every time she had the ball in hand, there was a collective holding of the breath. You knew something was going to come, come off it. And the way she... Just she's so silky the way she gets through, the way she passes. Um, She topped the running metres with uh, 181, which is absolutely outstanding. I mean, it was a a really tight, tussle, hard-fought game and Bo was just outstanding. Yeah, and Tash, I I guess one of the things that you take from it, you know, one try assist, you know, 12 runs, you know, th- those running meters were unbelievable. Uh, four tackle breaks, two line breaks. And I guess you're sitting back and thinking there's still more here. Like, you know, Bo still has more levels to get through. It's a pretty scary concept to think about where she's going to get towards the back end of this competition because, uh, yeah, outstanding in round one. But um, did you get the sense that there's more to come from, from Bo? I always get the sense that there's more to come from Bo. And sometimes I think she's a little bit... Um, underestimated when when you speak of the you know the Tamika Ruptons and the Emma mm-hmm. Tonegados and um, you know Polides and I know uh, Jess is going to mention another one shortly but yeah there's a lot of great fullbacks running around there but Bo just keeps on impressing. Yeah absolutely and, and I guess when you watch her play when you watch Parramatta play you know you, you're always looking out for the for the one 
you know, that, that one damaging player, that the, the player that can sort of, you know, make something out of nothing. And I thought Maddie Studden was really impressive today in terms of her organisational control. Um, we've spoken a lot about her over the off-season in terms of some of the pressure that was on her. Um, but, yeah, you know, when things were going a little bit sideways, Bo got in there and got the work done. So an outstanding performance there. All right, Jess, we're going to give the final word to you on this one. And I know it's difficult just to p- pick one, uh, one player, but, um, yeah, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I have to agree with Tasha. They were all of the fullbacks today were like fantastic, and and Bo, I've always thought that Bo was so underestimated, and, and she's one of the best in the game, if not the best. Um, but I'm going to have to go with my girl from from Newcastle, and, and that was Rami Tietzel. Um, she ran for 150 metres today. I thought she was so reliable out the back. She was just a strong, hard, gritty ball runner and when when someone when the knights needed someone to stand up she was there and as your captain that's what you want as your fullback that's what you want someone to stand up put your hand up and say yeah i'm gonna run i'm gonna run for you girls i'm gonna do it for the girls next to me and and that's what the knights team is is really based upon and and that's what rummy did today so well jess you uh I guess we knew she was silky. You know, we, we've seen, you know, we've seen her highlights up in the Queensland competition. Uh, again, myself and Tash and other, you know, we went up and did a bit of a, a round trip up to the, the state competition. So we've we've heard about Romy. Um, she's won um, almost everything up there in terms of individual accolades. We knew she was silky, but there was a toughness to her game. You know, she she got, you know, she didn't sort of float in the back and sort of let other people do it. As skipper. You could really see she just jumped in, got her hands on the ball, and you know you could just see her trying to really will that team to victory. Yeah, definitely. It was almost Tommy Travoyevich like it was. It was so amazing the way that she just put her hand up and and said she was almost running. She was running like a forward in during those hard times, especially against a big pack like Para. She did so well just to to put a hand up and say, "Yeah, I'm going to run for the girls next to me, and I'm going to run because I really want to win." She was so competitive today, and that was what you could see. Yeah, she's definitely going to be a, p- a problem for other oppositions. Which you know, as a Knights fan, I'm very very happy about. Uh, Fifteen runs, 150 meters, uh, 50 meters post contact, three tackle breaks, one line break. Things are looking very, very good for uh, the Newcastle Knights, which is great. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, Jess, just want to thank you for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. I think, uh, as we spoke about at the very top, we're very much excited about talking to, you know, the current stars in the game, but we've also got an eye on the future. And, uh, Jess, if, you know, your junior football is anything to go by, I think you have a very long, successful career in the game of rugby league. Um, But more than that, just want to, yeah, really thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story. Thank you for having me, guys. I had such a good time. Sorry for rambling on. No, no, it was uh, it was absolutely great. And, uh, yeah, plenty. I'm sure we'll get you back on the podcast, uh, yeah, many, many more times. Yeah, Jess, you can come on, ramble on like that anytime you want. Just give me a call. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely an open invite. All right, guys, well, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my panel. Always bring in the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, yes, the rugby league is here. You're going to be seeing more and more content here at Mojo Sports. Help us grow. Uh, share the podcast with family and friends. Continue to download the episodes each and every week. Um, set up those auto downloads, please, please, please. We really do appreciate your support. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. 
team and I are trying to build something a little different here. So everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.